Good morning or good afternoon, depending on where you're tuning in from. This is One Crazy Mother with your host, Boomy Laddington. That's me. Hi. So it's I'm recording on a Tuesday. Beginning of the week is always difficult. I don't it shouldn't be like this. Things would be so much easier if they were how they used to be. We all lived in communities where all of the moms knew each other, all the kids knew each other, and they all walked to school in the morning, no drop-off, no buses. They walked to school because we lived that close to it. And at the end of the day, they came home, threw off their backpacks, and then went outside and played with each other while the moms uh, or dads, whoever, just made big... This is what we would do. We would all cook together and then feed our kids potluck style the way it was meant to be. We were never meant to sit at the dining table staring at our kids in their ungrateful, adorable little faces, threatening and bribing them to take bites. It wasn't meant to be like that. We were meant to live in villages where we went outside of our huts and we all gathered around the fire with our homebrew toilet wine and drank and had the campfire with the sparks in the night and the stars while the kids who were smart enough not to fall in hopefully at that time or maybe that was nature's way you know I don't I don't know I'm not I'm not going to go into specifics but and then they all danced around and played and then fell asleep in banana trees how how amazing would that be if we still lived in that time I think I would trade all of this technology I would trade my iPhone, I'd trade my computer, I would trade my car in just to live in community, real community. I don't mean I don't mean a cul-de-sac, okay? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a cul-de-sac. I'm not talking about a gated community with your codes and the private park. I'm talking about where everybody knew everyone. Everyone was in everyone's business. Everyone knew everyone's kids. If you saw someone's kid being a dick over at the you know, the coconut stand, you would say, hey, I know your mom and I know she didn't raise you like that. So stop it right now. And you'd even make your scary voice at a different kid. They would be like, oh, they would totally get it because you're basically an aunt or uncle to them. That's that's the time I wanted to live in. Oh, it would have been so amazing. But alas, that's not what we have. (laughs) And maybe it is better to have a washer and dryer than to sit at the riverbank slapping your clothes against the rocks but again you would get to do it with other moms and dads I don't want to I don't want to you know be weird about this gender wise but I want to kind of do it with moms I like talking to moms about our our lives and it'd be it'd be fun oh I got a little lost in my imagination uh one crazy mother if you're just tuning in you missed the first episode it was a small episode episode lit uh it's just about motherhood it's about raising kids in in this century it's about balancing it all and trying not to try not to die inside because that's the goal isn't it right so what's going on with me this week valentine's day is coming up um (laughs) valentine's day when you're a mom what does a mother want for valentine's day What I want for Valentine's Day, I mean, I would just like some time away, like a date night, a date weekend would be preferable. I would like also chocolates, Um, flowers would also be nice, but I don't need a lot, just some time away. Once you have kids, the best gift is always to not be around them.
Um, it's going to be a romantic time. It's wonder who's getting romantical out there on Valentine's Day. It's winter, so it's going to be a lot of shaving come Thursday and Saturday because we know everyone's got a grizzly bear up in their up in their nethers. So you got better get up on that. I bet there are a lot of going to be a lot of uh, waxing appointments booked between now and and f- Saturday morning if anyone is planning that, but having children kind of kills your, kind of kills your libido. So I, I imagine it's going to be mostly just chocolate. Um, that's going to the only exchange of fluids probably going to be, I don't know if my husband wants to get me an oil change, that would be a very good exchange of fluids. Cause I think my car needs one. Um, do you know what I find very romantic? Speaking of fluids, I find it very romantic when my husband puts gas in my car and that's not an innuendo i mean straight up gasoline in my vehicle because i hate going to the gas station when you have kids in your car and you get gas and you're going inside to pay for it those people do you unbuckle your child toddler or baby years or baby year or younger do you unbuckle your child and take them in you with you take them in you take them into the gas station with you or do you leave them in the car, then go pay for your gas and then pump. Which one do you do? Because either way, it's very stressful. If you take them in, you have to do all the unbuckling, buckling, and go in. They see, get what do gas stations have? Buttloads of candy. So they're going to see all of that. And then you have to somehow get out of there, push them back into their car seat. They thought they were getting out for a while, but no surprise, you're going right back in, which is fun. And then you increase static electricity building up, which increases your possibility of an explosion killing you and your child, or you leave them in the car, which all it takes is one person to see you do it. Just one nosy little B word to see you do it, calling the police saying you abandon your child. That happened. You know, that happened. A woman ran into, well, she ran into a store, but I think her child was around six or seven. I don't know. And she ran into a store, um, not a grocery store, just like a store. You pick something up really quickly. I think her seven, six, seven or eight year old, she left him in the car and she came back and she thought everything was fine. And a few days later she got arrested. So what if at the gas station, you go in and pay your thing. Someone takes a takes a photo of your kid in the car by the time you come out you know you're surrounded by police officers and then maybe there's still an explosion it's just things change when you're married what you consider romantic changes i consider him doing the dishes um putting the kids to bed unpacking lunch boxes at the end of the day i hate that just because seeing all the things my kids didn't eat gives me ulcers and what else can he do? Any kind of cleaning in general, going above and beyond, is fantastic. You look for different things in your in your 30s and your 40s than you do when you're in your teens and your early 20s. You're not looking for, you know, guy with the with the cool car doesn't matter. Guy with the dental insurance, that's where that's where it's at. One hard part about Valentine's Day is that there's this pressure now to not give regular candy Valentines. When I was a child we would go to the store and buy those boxes of valentines like we didn't even actually we didn't give candy it was we just gave the paper valentines and that was pretty exciting to get all of these cute little notes from your friends with cartoon characters we we were so much simpler back then maybe 
a few would have those chalky hearts and they would come loose. Nowadays, you can't give your kids loose candy to give out. Everyone assumes that you've put it up your butt or, you know, stuck it up your nose or spiked it with with ecstasy as if anyone would give away free ecstasy. That's crazy. Um, So nobody wants anything unless it's been factory sealed. But you know, these days you actually, you can't just give out a card in the little envelope. You're supposed to give a treat, uh, but people are not wanting their kids to eat as much sugar. So you have to come up with something healthy, which is impossible for Valentine's Day. What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to, to make some kind of kale chips in the shapes of hearts? Am I supposed to put together some type of couscous casserole that says be mine in in bell peppers. I don't know what I could possibly make to take to school. Nobody wants homemade treats anyway. So I, I don't even know what to do at this point. I'm sending them to school with Skittles, uh, individually wrapped Skittles, and they were on sale for $4.50 for a pack of 24. And they come with a little card, and I feel like that's going to be enough. If you don't want your kid to eat the Skittles I send, well, then you can take them from them. Do you know what really irritates me in the world of mothers? It's the open letters to other mothers. The dear mom who did this. Dear mom, unless it's in solidarity, unless it's about dear mom struggling with her child, just want to let you know we've all been there, wasn't judging you, blah, blah, blah. But if it's this dear mom commentary where you feel the need to passive aggressively tell another mom how you feel about her parenting, just shut the fuck up. Honestly, how how snobby and bitchy can someone be to, to see a parent in a situation, think about it so much that you go home and then write a six paragraph letter to a stranger. What is happening in your own life that you can critique someone like that? I was reading one the other day about that. It was just like, dear mom. And it was, it was parenting advice. Maybe if you just did this, I'm just like, shut up. I wish someone would come up to me and <laughs> give me advice when I'm struggling with my, with my toddler in the store. The other day I was in a store with him. I was in like a, a drug store, the kind where there's a post office outlet to pick up a package And of course, he wanted to buy stickers and everything that they put at toddler height on purpose, the stickers and the candy. And I was saying no, and he was grabbing them. So he flopped to the floor. And frankly, you know, I'm I'm ready to get out of there. I'm not going to sit there and have a conversation with a two and a half year old about the the benefits of waiting for dinner rather than spoiling your meal. He doesn't understand that. He doesn't understand blood sugar. He doesn't understand why I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk to him when toddlers are in tantrum mode. They don't hear anything you're saying anyway, but I'm sure there's some person out there who would love me to get on my hands and knees and have this heart to heart with my little gremlin. It's not happening. Keep all of your parenting advice of the same place where you keep your internal organs inside your body that's another that's another thing that pinterest ruins for me is valentine's day because i i popped in once a few years ago to see what and they they're just a million things that you can do for valentine's people they're people who fill their children's bedrooms with heart-shaped balloons so they can wake up 
on Valentine's Day to that. I'm like, does every single day have to be Disneyland for our kids? Does every single day have to be some kind of whimsical fairy-like experience for children? If if and if that's the case, then how are they ever going to appreciate regular days? How is a, a day when it's not filled with something special, some amazing treat or some sort of fantastic over-the-top activity, how does that affect just the everyday days? Do you know what I mean? I just, I, I can't accept that we're supposed to be these parents who are always creating productions for our children because I didn't grow up like that at all. And I, I'm okay with my medication. I'm fine. Um, what was fun for us when we were kids was playing outside. And I know that's difficult now because nobody lets their kids just play outside the way we did. We can't, we're seen as irresponsible parents if we do. And frankly, I don't trust people anymore. Um, I don't want my kids running around the neighborhood. I don't trust any of you. So we, it is harder for our generation to parent our children in the same way. But I think it just, it takes it to a different extreme to think that we have to be these Pinterest parents who are always coming up with these contrived crafts. Do you know what I saw the other day? It was a, like these sensory tables that you're supposed to make for toddlers. It's just like toddlers, they need a sensory table now. They, they need me to go to Home Depot and buy this wood pallet and then use a staple gun or a, a nail gun to glue zippers and a mirror and all sorts of dangly things to, first of all, my toddler would play with that for 10 seconds before he was actively trying to destroy it, which is fine. You know, it's what he likes to do is, is fuck shit up. Um, but why must we do this? Why does everything have to be so not just handcrafted, but handcrafted f for what seemed to me as frivolous reasons. I don't under, I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. And I don't like it either. Frankly, I don't like it. Um, so one exciting thing that's coming up is uh, I'm going to be doing a podcast with Simon C. Holland, who is a hilarious dad. I love his humor. It's so dry and witty so sardonic um I adore him so in his work we're gonna be doing a podcast together it's called go to your room and we actually just taped the first episode today which is super exciting you know who the most annoying moms are the most annoying mothers there are a lot of them out there a lot of a lot of really irritating mothers but the most annoying ones show up in Facebook comments and you'll see them there, there will be an article about, you know, breastfeeding or usually it's about someone's personal struggle in some area of parenting. And the very first comment will be, well, I don't understand that. I never dealt with that because blah, blah, blah. Then they go on to tell you how perfect they are, that they never struggled with that thing that the person is writing about. I'm like, what kind of asshole does that someone opens up and is vulnerable about a struggle in parenting and their first instinct is to talk about how they can't re they, they simply just cannot relate they cannot relate because that is not their life i just want to grab this person these people by 
the next and say to them, this isn't about you. Someone is sharing a moment from their life, something that is difficult for them. Do you not have difficulties too? I would say while shaking them violently, you know, do you not have anything that is hard for you in your life? Your first inclination when someone, that's as if someone, that's like walking into an AA meeting, sitting down, and after everyone around you is shared, standing up and saying, well, I don't have a problem with alcohol, so I don't really get this. Um, I just believe everyone should just drink in moderation. That's my personal philosophy. Um, so I don't know, even know what to say to you guys because it's, it's really not that hard. That's exactly what it's like. You are being a class A dick when you do that in Facebook comments. So I would urge you to stop. Just don't do it. Knock it, knock it off. And they're always like, you know, that's always the, the, it's the reason it's the first comments because it gets the most likes from these self-righteous mother huggers who agree with this person. They are so annoying. And their profile picture is always of a, it's never of them. Have you noticed that their profile picture is never of them? It's always of a, some kind of landscape, you know, some kind of landscape where it's like ocean or a prairie. I don't know. Something about, there's something about these people. They can't even face themselves. They're always looking outward, even in terms of their main photo, looking outward, scanning the horizon to find someone that they can just pick at. These people hate them. We're a lot, this generation of parents, we're, we're a lot to deal with. Every other day, there's some kind of fake movement. The last one was the hands-free, you know, don't be on your phone when your kids are around, be present for them, sit on the floor, talk to them, make out with them on the floor, right? Be in their face. You know, do any of you remember our childhoods? Our parents didn't fucking play with us and that was fine. Kids played with kids, adults played with adults. They didn't play with them, they just did adult shit together. We didn't even want our parents to play with each other. I mean, every now and then we'd throw the, around a ball or wrestle or, but most of the time we were with other kids and people wonder why kids literally do not know how to play. If you put a kid outside, most kids say you put them outside, they stand there like a tree because they don't know what to do. You know, unless they're doing a, a 18 step cotton ball Pinterest craft or on an iPad or, <laughs> or sitting on the floor with their parent, they don't even know what to do anymore. But we can't have our kids go play outside because, frankly, we don't trust each other. I mean, I, for one, don't trust any of you guys. I assume that you're all pedophiles until I've screened you. So it's harder for us, too, because we do live in these bubbles where we feel like we have to insulate our children against society. There was a parent the other day who got called, the, the, someone called the police because her kid went to the park alone. It's crazy. It's crazy. I know it's hard. I'm not hands-free, you know. When I have a moment to myself after getting my kids from school or making them dinner, forcing them to eat, after that, they play and I lay down on the couch with a glass of wine. I just read TMZ until bath time. It's, it's fucking glorious. I dare one of my kids to talk to me, you know? I tell them. I say mommy's unavailable. They wouldn't even ask me to play with them because they play with each other. That's why I gave them siblings. That's the whole point. They play. They run around the house. They make up games. I don't even understand these complicated games with really strange rules. Um, or they watch TV and, you know, it's fantastic. Or even sometimes my husband will take him outside if the weather's good and they'll play there while he sits in a chair next to the garage and just smokes. 
<laughs> Hands free my ass. We don't need to be doing that. My recipe of the week. Every week I'll be bringing you a recipe to make for your kids. Uh, this one I like to call broken dreams. I'm just kidding. Thank you so much for listening. This is One Crazy Mother with Boomy Laddington bringing you podcasts every single week. And I hope you have a great day. I hope your, your crock pot recipe turns out as expected or even better. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.